Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 30. Here's Pastor Ryan. Everything that your soul desires is found in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Nothing in this world can satisfy us. In fact, if Satan gave you the whole world as your possession, if you had the whole world as your possession, you would be empty still. It's only Christ. So we can't put anything in front of us that takes his spot, his preeminence. And that means God should be able as our king, as our master, as our Lord, and we as his slaves, he should have the right to be able to say, I want you to go left today. And we are so in tune with him that we go left. I want you to go right today. We're so in tune with him that we do what he says, we go right. When he says jump, we say what? just tight with the Lord. And then everything comes in order. Everything goes into its place. But we have there's so many little idols. So many little idols. Be careful. Satan wants to distract us. He wants to keep us busy. You know how many Christians are, are busy, too busy with their careers, with their jobs, to do anything for the Lord? There's an acronym for busy. It, it, it's being under Satan's yoke. Busy. Busy. God's not going to give you something that's going to hurt you. Oh, this job is from the Lord. I could never go to church because of it. It's from the Lord. No, 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 no. Remember, when Satan tempted Jesus, he showed him all the kingdoms of the world and said, these I will give you if you worship me. Satan has the power to give jobs as well. So be careful. Does this blessing bring me closer to God or further? Or maybe the Lord may want us to speak to our boss and say, you know, I'm a Christian and I cannot work on Sundays. I will be at church. Not knowing that our boss was at their wits end spiritually. They were, you know, in desperate need of a savior in their life not knowing what they were going through, and you came and had a meeting over your schedule so you can go to church, and then they, they find out that you're a Christian because you're asking for Sundays off. And the Lord uses you in the conversation over your schedule to point her or him to Christ. I've seen it happen, I'm telling you. All right, they were moved, right? And they took away all the incense altars and cast them into the brook Kidron. Then they slaughtered the Passover lambs on the 14th day of the second month. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. It had been how long since they were able to slaughter lambs? Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians that Christ is our Passover. Christ is our Passover. We know that the Passover was that beautiful powerful, saving hand of God when he saved his people, the Israelites, from the bondage of, slave, of slavery in Egypt. 
Pharaoh would not let God's people go. And so the Lord told them they were to take a lamb, unblemished lamb. They were to kill it, take some of its blood, put it on the doorpost and then on the lentils of the house. They were to roast that lamb and eat it up quickly with unleavened bread, with their belts tied and their pants. They're just ready to take off because they were going to be free. And that night, the angel of death would go and kill all the firstborn in Egypt. But when the angel of death saw the blood of the lamb on the door, it would pass over that house. Jesus is our Passover. He died on the cross. God's wrath that was going to come upon you and me for our sins. Saw the blood, saw the lamb. It came on him instead and we're saved because Jesus is our Passover. So here now, they start killing these lambs. Start killing these lambs. And it says here that the priests and the Levites were ashamed and sanctified themselves and brought the burnt offerings to the house of the Lord. Wow. The picture of the slaughtering of the lambs brought an inner shame to the priests and the Levites. Think about that. The very sight of the lamb, lambs being slaughtered and the blood being splattered down. They had an inner shame. As Christians, we are delivered from our sins. Christ takes them away. But every day, we should have a brokenness before God because every day, though we may not practice sin anymore, we sin every day. And Jesus told Peter and the disciples, man, if I don't wash you, you'll have no part in me. If I don't wash your feet. Peter said, well, then wash all of me. And he goes, no, no. He was clean, doesn't, doesn't need to have his whole body clean, just his feet. So every day we need to be cleansed of our carnality, of our flesh, of our attitude, of our anger, of our bitterness, of our sins, of lust, of covetousness, whatever yuckiness that our flesh has. Shouldn't we just come before the Lamb of God daily and and, and, and say, Lord, search me and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any hurtful or wicked way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. Shouldn't that be our heart? It's obviously, every day. Some of us are not strong because we don't do that. Man, I think the closer we get to God, the more we realize how, how filthy we are, how much more of Jesus we need every day. And so there should be just an inner Shame. Shame is not bad. Shame gets us to repent, hopefully, if we're not so hard-hearted. And God takes away our shame. Shame is good if it draws us to the cross. They had an inner shame. Paul would say, in 1 Corinthians 11, we taught about... we. Talked about this on, on Sunday. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep or die or, 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 or are dead. 
For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. These priests and Levites, they had shame. It's like, fantastic. That's a good place to be. Brokenness before God. What did they do? They brought their burnt offerings like, quick, get me right with God. When we take communion and we come here, like, man, the Lord says, you know, you know, to be right with him. To confess your sins before him. If you have any problems with a brother or sister, you know, ask him to forgive you. But you know what I mean? You have to be right with the Lord because he sees everything. We can't hide anything from him. Everything that's hidden will be made known, he says. He sees everything. And he loves us so much. And so he says, come right. Examine yourself. Examine yourself, whether you're living a right life before God, that God is your master. If he says, you know what, you're going to go to the Mexico outreach. Who cares if CNN says to be scared? You're going to go because God says to go. We're going to go. We're going to go. We're just going to go. We have to be right with God daily. He's coming back quick. He's coming back so soon. The world is getting crazier and crazier. I mean, to list all the crazy things that are happening in our world, there's perversion, there's deception like never before. People have debased minds. Messing with kids the way they are. Trying to control us the way they are trying to control us, the world. Talking about more COVID uh, drama that's coming in September, they say. The airlines and um, who knows what they'll say or what they'll try. We need to be right with the Lord because he is the king of peace. He will not have you or I be afraid at all. He hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. If we're really going to prepare for some drama that's going to come, we best start with our souls. That's what he says. Examine yourself. Man, I was in Mexico, but I heard a bunch of people raided staters, huh? Mike told me, he goes, Pastor, the parking lot was like the mall. You kidding me? You know? The media has too big of a grip on the world. Jesus... The Bible refers to Satan as the prince of the air. Media is in his hands. The Bible says to test all things. So the next time they tell us there's a hurricane, can you just wait to the day of and go outside? That's testing all things. That's testing all things. Not testing all things as, oh, okay. I'm shutting down my life for two weeks. Beaches, everything. Because that's what they're telling us. I'm taking five vaccines because that's what they're telling me. We got to think. And we think clear when we are 
right with the Lord, examining ourselves, looking at our at, at the Lamb of God who takes away our sins, and following what He says. The only one that will give us discernment is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit only blesses those children of His that submit and make the effort to spend time with Him. You know what I mean? It's like if... If you're not going to drive the car, why do you need gas? You know, why do you need gas? That's why God says there are many who are weak, there are many who are sick, and there are many who are dead. Like if you're not going to do nothing for God anyways, he just might take you home premature. Still go to heaven, but you were probably going to live another 20 years. That's why we got to get in the game. What else are we going to do? You know? We're Christians. Let's fight. Let's stand. Let's speak for the truth. You know? The priests and the Levites were ashamed and sanctified themselves and brought the burnt offerings to the house of the Lord. They stood in their place according to their custom, according to the law of Moses, the man of God. The priest sprinkled the blood received from the hand of the Levites, for there were many in the assembly who had not sanctified themselves. Therefore, the Levites had charge of the slaughter of the Passover lambs for everyone who was not clean to sanctify them to the Lord. So there wasn't enough priests, and so the Levites were blessed to do a job they weren't called to do. They're doing the killing. And so uh, that's what it's saying here. But what's cool is that they stood in the place according to their custom, according to the law of Moses, the man of God. So there's a position, there's a spot out there by the, by the altar where they would stand according to where Moses, the man of God, had originally told them where to stand in the desert before the tabernacle. Isn't that cool? I just love it when they refer, I love it when they, Moses is one of my favorite dudes in the Bible. Can I get an amen, anybody? I love Moses. I love, love, love Moses. Refers to him as the man of God. Isn't that cool? What constitutes a man of God or a woman of God? Surely we all want to be men and women of God, right? We want that reference for our lives. What makes a man or woman of God. In the book of Numbers, when the Lord was wanting to rebuke Aaron and Miriam, because they had come against Moses, in Numbers 12, uh, he says this to Miriam and Aaron. He says, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream, not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. So he says to them, when I want to get a message through a prophet, I'll give him a vision, I'll give him a dream. Not with Moses. Moses and God, God spoke to Moses a face-to-face like friends. Audible. Crazy. And he says that, And they should be terrified because Moses had that privilege from God. He must be really important to the Lord, which he was. But he says in describing 
his love for, for Moses, he says, not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. So if we want to be a man of God or a woman of God, we should be servants of the Lord and be faithful in all of God's house. In other words, we obey his commands. And God sees us as children, as men and women of God. I think of Gideon, who God called him a mighty man of valor. You know, uh, Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, he said to the Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. What makes us a disciple? What makes us a man or woman of God? We abide in his word. That's the best fruit of being a Christian, I believe. It's just one who obeys the Lord. One who obeys God. Does what God says. No matter what. Even to our temporary hurt or uncomfortability, we do what's right before God. And if you're not, well, tonight's a good start. Starting point to just say, you know, no compromise. I know what I'm doing is wrong. I got to do what's right. What's right is what's right, and let's do what's right. That makes us a man of God. That makes us a woman of God. We're almost done here. They stood in their place according to their custom, according to the law of Moses, the man of God. The priest sprinkled the blood received from the hand of the Levites, for there were many in the assembly who had not sanctified themselves. Therefore, the Levites had charge of the slaughter of the Passover lambs for everyone who was not clean to sanctify them to the Lord. For a multitude of the people, many from Ephraim, Manasseh, Ishakar, and Zebulun, had not cleansed themselves. These are those who came from the northern kingdom. These are those who were the remnant, their family, their sons, their brothers. They all got taken captive. They're hiding in the hills. They have come down. Obviously, they're not clean. No, you know, even the priests and Levites of Judah were not clean. They had to sanctify themselves, consecrate themselves because the church was closed. No communion, no Passovers, no Feast of Tabernacles or Unleavened Bread, nothing. So there, there's a lot of people unclean, but especially those who came from the pagan north, right? They, they're not clean, but they're there. And listen to this. Yet they ate the Passover contrary to what was written. Right? There was a cleansing process. There was the cleaning at the pools and, and doing all kinds of rituals to be clean before they can eat the Passover, but they were not. It was contrary to what was written. But Hezekiah prayed for them, saying, May the good Lord provide atonement for everyone who prepares his heart to seek God. The Lord God of his fathers, though he is not cleansed according to the purification of the sanctuary, and the Lord listened to Hezekiah and healed the people. And I just see just the love of Jesus here. He, you know, just the love of God here to make atonement because for these unclean Israelites coming to seek the Lord. And that's his prayer. Hezekiah says, to these men who have prepared their heart to seek you. I mean, you think about the trails. 
You think about the dusty roads. You think about the hills and the mountains that they had to maneuver around. How far they came to get to Jerusalem. And then up to Jerusalem, which is super elevated. So it's the same elevation as as us. So in every direction, people go up to Jerusalem. It was a hard trek. God saw their effort and it blessed God. They came, they had an effort to seek me. I'm going to overlook this uh, cleansing process of them. They can eat the Passover. And you think of Jesus and how many times they hit him up about the Sabbath with the, with in Matthew 12, where the disciples were, were plucking, uh, the, the, the heads of grain there in the fields during the Sabbath because they were hungry and the Pharisees saw it and they said, hey, look, it is, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. And he said to them, have you not read what David, King David did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests. And he says, Jesus said to the Pharisees there, yet in this place there is one greater than the temple. Jesus said he is the Lord of the Sabbath, that God cares for a human need, right? Before the, the keeping of, of these traditional laws, that the, the spirit of the law is to help man. David was hungry, he ate the showbread, it was unlawful, but the spirit of, of, of the bread is that we should not hunger, what is the goal of these folks coming to Jerusalem from the north? God said, if you return, I will return to you. And I will make sure that your sons are treated fairly in their captivity. So they're, they're obedient to God. They just didn't have the time to do this. The lamb's ready. The rose, I mean, it smells good. And God said, go for it. He overlooked it because he wanted them to be right with him. I think of the lepers who had to yell out to people, unclean, unclean, and warn people so they wouldn't come near them. The lepers were ostracized. They could not worship in the temple. Yet they came to Jesus and they cried out, you know, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. What do you want me to do? Cleanse us if you are willing. And he said, I am willing to be cleansed. And he's done that for all of us. The heart of God is that we're right with him. He will, repentance is a part of it. It's, it's not a part of it, it's the main thing actually. You have to repent and have faith in Christ. Their, their, their travel to get down there is, show, is showing God a heart of repentance. God sees the effort of the sinner coming to him. And he meets them. And he meets us. Seek the Lord because he sees that you seek him. And believe in your heart that he is going to blow your mind with blessings because you seek him. If you don't want to seek him, that's your prerogative. But don't expect God's blessing. And when judgment comes, which it's, a, it's around the corner, you're going to be caught up in it. They're going to have to scan your hand to go in a whole, whole food store and all kinds of crazy stuff that they're doing now. Crazy stuff. Surveillance, surveillance, surveillance. 
<laughs> putting our, our president in jail. With all of these things happening, the best thing we can do is keep our eyes on the Lord and warn people because he's coming. Amen? I, we are not appointed to wrath, period. The la- Passover, we're not appointed to wrath. That wrath passes over us. But it's coming upon this world. And all the signs point to it, so it's not time to play around. It's high time to awake from sleep, God says. Amen? Father, we thank you for your word. We appreciate it, Lord. We pray that it would bear fruit in our lives, that it wouldn't just go in one ear and out the other, but that it truly would make an impact in our lives. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We don't.